going to be a blessing. Thank you, choir, for singing that song. We're going to go to, they call it the K-drama of the Bible. All right, the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth. Why? Because it is a love story. Okay? A lot of young people have a book of Ruth. Um, but I want to encourage you this evening, I've only got two, two thoughts, but we're going to look at and break this down. I want to be an encouragement to the young people to stay in the will of God. Amen. Faithful in the, in, in the will of God. To all the married couple to stay in the will of God. You see, as a pastor, our desire is that everybody continues to give glory to God as they grow in the Lord. I always say to our young people, we want to keep you apart until you're married. And when you're married, we want to keep you together. Right? I mean, that's the pastor's job. You want to keep them staying together because they get onto their, each other's neck, you know, they just want to kill each other. <laughs> no, you stay together. Okay? You made that commitment. Uh, we're actually having a wedding. I'm, I'm uh, conducting a wedding on the 6th of August. Uh, one of our young ladies, one of our men, young men, will be getting married. And I'm going through a marriage counseling um, with them. And I, I tell them about the oneness of marriage, you know, teaching them about that, teaching them about, you know, the, uh, uh, the permanency of marriage and uh, what the Bible has to say. And the book of Ruth is a, uh, as well we would say, that's why I appreciate what the choir says, it's really just a presentation of grace all throughout. I mean, we find a, a lady uh, of the Moabites named Ruth. And when he came and entered the promised land um, back in uh, Bethlehem, uh, she's always been named as Ruth the Moabites. And she's always got that mark on her, you know. Uh, but we praise the Lord that God had a purpose for her. But we know that the purpose of Moab um, as... You study it, you study your Bible. Uh, it is actually a, a group of people that Satan have used to force God's people to sin. Okay? Yeah. By having an intermingling in marriage and things like that. And having their gods as, as, as uh, you know, God's people's gods. Um, and, and that's what happened. Now let's all stand and we will just read. You can stand. Read from verse number one. We'll read this all together. From verse number one all the way to verse number five. As I said, there's only really two thoughts in here, but we're going to just look at a few things before we do that. Um, let's all read together. Ready? One, two, read. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons Malam and Chishon, Ephratites of Bethlehem Judah. And they came to the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech Naomi's husband died, and she was left and her two sons. 
And they took ten wives as the women of Moab, and they knew one of the Lord, and the name of the other they And they dwelt there about fifteen years. And Malachi the children died also as both of them, and the women were left over to the We know that this story ended up uh, as a, you know, one of Disney movies is what they call them. They lived happily ever after. Um, but uh, we understand, uh, though, what happened in the life of um, uh, Elimelech and Naomi, they left Bethlehem, uh, God still worked away. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and it was God's grace that brought, the, that brought them back or brought Ruth, uh, uh, Naomi back with Ruth. And eventually Ruth married Boaz. And uh, Ruth became one of the uh, grandmother, as a matter of fact, of uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, what a wonderful story that is. Okay. But at the beginning of the story, uh, I want to encourage you that there are a few things oftentimes that affects us uh, in staying faithful being in the will of God. So let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for this day given to us. I pray, Lord, that you would empower me with uh, your words as I encourage the people here in Mount Zion Bible Baptist Church that they would continue to stay faithful in the will of God. Lord, whatever, uh, wherever they are, whether they're young people, whether they're married people, uh, and uh, especially being members of this church, I pray, Lord, that we understand where your will is, and we will continue to be faithful. May you help us tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We understand that here, the Bible tells us, just a quick uh, review of the history, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. How did the judges rule? Well, you know, well... Uh, during the time when the judges ruled, it was chaos. It was wickedness. Okay? It's like a, a man after their own. They did. Just, just go back to Judges uh, chapter number 21. Just the verse after that. It says in verse number 25, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Yeah. Imagine that is the situation. It is the same situation where you and I live now. Okay. Everyone did that which was right in their own eyes. And that's why it becomes really hard for a believer, a child of God, to stay in the will of God. Now a lot of young people, they ask, what's God's will for me? I remember going to Congress with Pastor Adrian, he mentioned to you, that's the first time we met. I wasn't a pastor then, neither was I a pastor's son, though I was praying for the pastor's daughter. Uh, um, but he told me to wait. I mean, you knew my, you know my story. I waited 10 years um, for my wife until my pastor says, go for it. Um, but what happened was when we went to, to Congress, um, you know, we, we slept uh, on the floor, right? And uh, someone gave me a, a tip. I think it was Pastor Adrian or maybe Pastor Lahan. They gave me a tip. Wake up early and go to the bathroom first. Yeah. And you know what? Why? 
Because there's about 20 in that room. And one bathroom, and that bathroom does not flush. <laughs> I mean, the toilet seat does not flush. No matter how much water you fill in. You know, in the Philippines, there's no automatic room. Bless to have the flushing thing, and it goes around. You know, in the Philippines, they get water, a pail of water, and they flush it, and then you hope. <laughs> you hope that it does go down, right? It, it, it becomes very, you know, it, it becomes very hard, you know, that, that kind of um, a situation. Uh, but uh, we're, we're blessed here. But here we, we find a situation of, of Ruth, I mean of Naomi and Elimelech. Uh, they were forced to move out of Bethlehem, Judah, and uh, why? Because of a, of a famine, and they actually their plan was only to sojourn. Okay, if you understand what that word sojourn mean, uh, really it's just to stay a little while. Okay, it's just not to really remain there, but just for a little time. But we understood what happened in the story. They stayed for many years. Now, how do we know that they were not, they were no longer in God's will? You see, if, if, if you're no longer in God's will, there's always going to be chastisement, discipline. We learned that this morning about David. You know, David was praising God and saying, "I praise the Lord for preserving my life." Uh, he you know, he did deserve to die in many situations, but it is only by his mercy and his grace that God maintained him. We understand they're not in God's will anymore because there's death. And there's continual death in the family, continual mourning because they're in a, in a place where God did not want them to be. And my friend, I want to encourage you and ask you, what is God's will? Congress, we, you know, we went there, but most of the guys, they look for God's will. I mean, that was their definition of God's will, a lifetime partner. That is not just God's will. I mean, it is God's will, God's will. But what is God's will for all of us? As a church, I believe God's will is for you to stay together, work together in unity, and be able to function as a church. You are all individual, you all, all are different. But the Bible says, oh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm 133 verse 1. God wants us as a church unit, as uh, you guys, to work together in unity. That is God's will for you as a church. And what is God's will for you? It isn't just to, to, uh, to be a church, but to be as a church. That's why just you know, to be together, to meet, to come back, that's God's plan. Because the Bible says that not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. I know it's nice to sit at home. I mean, sometimes I tell my wife, baby, I mean, I'm only preaching, they're only seeing here, can I just wear suit on top and wear my pajamas at the bottom? I mean, jokingly, I wouldn't do that. 
Otherwise, I've got um, four children, five now, that are watching after me and I'm trying to be an example to them. You know, it's nice and comfortable to be at home. But that's not what God wants us to be. Where yep. God wants us to be, as I mentioned yep. today, the church is where we all work together. Yep. I love your unity. This morning, how things are set up, things are packed up, and then coming here again, you know, that's church. That's church. Amen. And that is God's will for the church. Anything above or out of that, beyond that, it's not what God wants you to be. Stay faithful where God's will is. As young people, singles, stay faithful in God's will. What's God's will for you? Well, finish your school, uh, speak to your parents, you know, where, where you can get married whenever, wherever. You need to find the, the authority of your parents and your pastors. By the way, in numbers, fathers, you're a father, you have a daughter, you have an authority over your daughter. Okay? Respect your pastor, make sure he knows, but make sure you keep yourself pure. That's God's will for you. Be faithful to, to God, be faithful to yourself. Don't just give yourself out to anybody that comes, whether you're a young lady or a young man. God's will for you is, first of all, to seek Him. We all know that our priority is to seek God, Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things, even your desires, all these things, your plan to get married, all these things shall be added unto you. Seek God first. Know Him. Grow. A lot of people are swayed. It's sad to say a lot of people are swayed uh, with uh, other doctrines, you know, winds of doctrines, because they don't seek God. They don't spend time or be diligent in studying the Word of God. I keep telling our people, be faithful in our Sunday school. That's our mini Bible school. If you miss our Sunday school, in the past two years, we've been having our live stream. Why don't you go back? Why don't you go back? I've already told them, I know I'm kind of hard, um, but I'm teaching our people to stay faithful in, being in God's will. I said to them, when we come back uh, in, uh, in August, we're going to stop our live stream on morning service and evening service. I want you to come. Amen. And then after our anniversary, September 25, we're going to stop our um, uh, live stream for our Wednesday and our Sunday school. Though we're still going to be recording it. And putting it in an archive, I think that's what you guys are doing already. We've never done that before. But we need to stay in God's will. We need to find, is this where God wants me to do? And you know what? God's will is not going to um, uh, violate what He has said in His Word. Yeah, amen. That's right. As a married couple, you ought to stay together. I heard someone, one of your sons getting married. Praise the Lord. You still have time to back out. You've got to stay together. Okay. 
you have to stay together. Congratulations, Sister April. We, you know, we saw the wonderful wedding that the church uh, had prepared for them. That was nice. But now you've got to stay together. That's God's will for you. doesn't matter whether they're not doing their part. No. God said, what God put together, let no man put asunder. And that includes church. Sad to say, oftentimes when things go wrong, we start to do what we think is right. We try to find ways and places out of God's will. And you know what? There's a problem. Let's look at this, okay? It says, the judges were, there was a famine in the land, and sure enough, uh, Elimelech, being the father of the house, knew that. The, the family, need, you know, he was a provider. And it's rightful for a father, and I've got to give that to him. It's rightful for a father to provide for his family and move out. Okay? Move out. But there's a problem. I ask myself, why were the only, they, their family are the only ones that you see, the center of God's will for them, and, and, and it is God's center of God's will, that's why it was specific here that they were staying at Bethlehem, Judah. From the time even before they entered the promised land, God had always been with them. They left Egypt, God provided for everything that they needed. They never hungered. They never thirsted. Okay? They never, they never were left with, with, uh, without any food. And they even, the Bible even said that they had the best shoe because it never got worn out. Better than Nike and Adidas. God has just been so good to them and I'm glad that this morning we were able to celebrate and just say thank you Lord. Thank you for being good. Despite of what happened in the last two years, despite of what is happening to me, we're still able to say thank you and Amen. remember what God has done. And we find here, they left the will of God. Being a Jew, they have to stay in the promised land. But they left Bethlehem, Judah, to go to the world. Now, Pastor, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I want to tell you what's wrong with this because I love what the King James Bible is. It's very specific. The Bible says there, uh, and there was a famine in the land. Now, the Bible tells me that there was a famine. It didn't say that there was the famine. You have to understand, famine was very common. In the land of Canaan, in the land of the Moabites, and, and everyone else, everywhere else. You would understand that if you're a farmer, there's a cycle. In Sydney right now, we're getting a lot of rain. Which they... Got about 20 years ago. Now we're getting the dump. And I'm sure what's going to come next? The drought. And then later on, what's going to come next? The dump again. And then later on, what's going to come next? 
the child. Famine was a common thing. But there was a famine that Elimelech kind of used it to become the the famine. It becomes the excuse for me to get out. And oftentimes, for example, in marriage, you know, they are just looking for the excuse to get out. For a church, a lot of people are just looking for the excuse to get out. Young people, they're just looking at the excuse to rebel against God. What would it take you to stay faithful and gain God? Well, pastor, what's wrong again with that? There was just the famine. Maybe it became the famine and really it was a terrible famine. But let me tell you, Boaz did not leave. Amen. Yeah. Let me tell you, the ladies, when, when Naomi came back, they did not leave. Yep. As a matter of fact, we must understand that right from the very beginning, God had been very good to them. God had always been providing for them that even through famine, God never leaves the righteous to suffer hunger. Yep. But, you know, we look at it. How do you know, Pastor, that that's, that that's how God is and that's the character of God where you just have to look at the names of Naomi and, and, and Elimelech. Naomi means pleasant. So, by the way, when you name your children, you name them by what you feel often. That's the Bible. They name them by what they feel. What is the common name oftentimes in the Philippines? Okay. A common name in the Philippines is, or in third world countries like South America or any Spanish country is Jose. Or Joseph. And for the ladies, Maria. You know, most of our older ladies are called Maria something. Okay? Maria Elena. Okay? Or, uh, I don't know, what else? But they say, Ma. That's why when they get their passport, they, they say, what's Ma? Well, that's the stand for Maria. Because everyone else was baptized in a Catholic thing, and they're called Maria. But there was something significant with the name, and, and it was a, a testimony of God. Naomi's name was fair and pleasant. Elimelech, however, you would find how, how grateful and how thankful um, Elimelech's parents were. His name was, my God is King In other words, God is the one that's supplying their needs. God is the one that's ruling us. And we do not have to worry. Yep. And the parents, when Elimelech was born, praised the Lord. It may be famine today, but it's going to be alright. Because we have a good God. Amen. Yep. We have COVID. It's going to be alright. Because Amen. it's tomorrow. Amen. Amen. We're going to pack up again today. But praise God, September, you guys are going to your new place. Amen. 
that's the situation during the time when Elimelech died. Now, you know what? What forced him to move out? Something happened during the time when they got married and the two boys. You can, you can find it from the definition of the names of the two boys. Yeah. Their heart already changed. They no longer had a heart of thanksgiving to God, of gratitude. They no longer had a heart of praise to God. They no longer had that faith in God that no matter what happens, He'll still be there. Look at the name of the two. There was a, uh, the, the, the first one was Malam. And his name was Sick. Sick. I don't know what made them sick. I don't know what makes, you know, what, what makes people sick, but maybe they're spiritually sick. Maybe they were maybe physically sick, but they there was a problem that they did not attend to nor surrendered to God. And it affected them in their life. My friend, if if you know that there is a sin in your life, you better deal with that. With God straight away. Yep. Yep. Before it eats you out. Before it consumes you. They were sick. Maybe there's a sin in their life that they have been keeping from God. But their son defined their situation. Yeah. And it became the stepping stone for them to find a loophole to be out of God's. By the way, I want to tell you, this sin will break their fellowship, well, a child of God's fellowship with their Savior. Just like, you know, having children, having my children, as they grow up, I learn more about my relationship with my I've never learned that before. I mean, I've read the Bible many times. I know my kids, if there's a problem, if they have detention in school, I mean, they go to ACE. And our number two child, I hope there's no number two here, but he is, he does not care. Like, I mean, he's smart. Okay, they're doing paces in regards to uh, what do you call that? Um, what's that, that, that pig that talks? Is it babe? Oh no, 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 Charlotte's Web. They're doing Charlotte's Web. Okay, and what's the, 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 the there's a, a pig there, right? What's the name? Anyway, the, huh? Wilbur. Yes, Wilbur. Okay, I, I, I remember that clearly. And they were doing the pace. And my wife scanned the photo of his pace test. And just because he didn't want it, he goes, why did you write that? I just, I just want to play. I just want to finish it off. I just want to play. Like he would just want to get back to, he would just want to get out and go to the playground during recess. And he put all the answer, Wilbur, 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 Wilbur. And you ask him a question, he knows the answer. I said, why do you do that? Because that's 
that's his design. He just he's not he's not uh, sold out into that. And and sometimes we make decision because we're not sold out in staying in God's will. He was sick. Both of them were were feeling sick. Now, interestingly, the next one is chilling. It means pining. And it defines again what has happened and really a slow decline. It means to lose vigor. To lose vigor. What does that mean? To agonize. To despair. To not endure and tolerate. It's like saying, God, I've had enough. I don't know what it was. For us to give up on God. Well, let me tell you this. You might say you give up on God, but God will never give up on you. Amen. I'm glad that in 1 John 1.9, it's still there. If we confess our sins, He is... Faithful and just regular. And he's just waiting for us to humble ourselves and turn to him and say, God, I need help. I surrender myself. I, I, I yield myself. Will you help me? What will it take for us to move out of our of the center of God's now, famine oftentimes is, you know, we, we say that famine um, is just a, uh, uh, what we call um, starvation or, or a lack of food and, or lack of drink. But we can find here that a, a famine in life, in our life, could be anything. It could be trials, it could be storms, it could be suffering. It, by the way, it could, only, it could also be loneliness. Many people experience that during isolation. And you might find that there will be loneliness and loneliness and you were able to endure those other loneliness in the past, but this time, there was this time that will cost you to move out of God's will. Maybe it is this storm, maybe it is this, this valley that you're going through today. That will cost you to give up on God, to give up on your spouse, to give up on your purity, to give up on your church. Be very careful because you might, you might say, I'm still okay, Pastor. Praise the Lord. But you better search yourself if there's any chilion or mala. Maybe you're, there's sin in your life. Maybe you're feeling sick. Maybe you've lost that enthusiasm. Oftentimes, and I've, I've counseled some, some married couple, even though they're older than me. And the very first thing they said, there's no more love. There's no more passion. I believe that's what Elimelech and Naomi had. When that famine came, that they gave it as a reason to move. Well, it's probably the same famine that happened year after year after year. I hope and pray that 
we never come to that point that there will be the famine that will make us get out of that spot. I told you, I've only got two, two thoughts today. I, I want to encourage you, stay faithful in the will of God. How can we stay faithful in the will of God? Well, what we did this morning is remember. Remember the holiness of God and, and always give thanks to Him. Remember the name of Elimelech was my God. You know, God is, God is King. They're continuously praising the Lord for who He is and what He's done and what He's always doing and what He's always providing. But then something happened. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter number 16, verse 12, uh, by the way, it's the same as Psalms 105, verse 5. Remember His marvelous works that He hath done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. The psalm is also wrote in Psalms 143 verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the works of thy hands. You know, sometimes you just got to muse yourself with how God has brought, brought you out of the miry clay. Yep. Brought you out of a yep. situation that you thought you couldn't yep. get out. Yep. Brought you out of, of this world. Sometimes you just got to think about that. Yep. Sometimes we, we need to, to make ourselves remember yep. those things. Yep. Because the moment we start, uh, we, we forget, then we are going to cast out the thought that, well, God is incapable. Maybe this time God ain't going to move. Maybe this time God is not going to make... Get me out of this situation. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God. He is God. Yep. The faithful. Amen. I'm glad he keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him. And keep his commandments to a thousand generations. By the way if you love God. And you truly are a person that keeps His commandments. You would be a person just like David, who is a man after God's own heart, who is very sensitive to sin in their life. <clears throat> Pastor, how can, how can I remember God's work? How can I remember God's work and, 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 and continue to know who He is and what He has done and what He will do in my life? Well, you know the answer. Stay in the Word. Amen. Stay in the Word. Stay yep. in the church. In the church is where the Word of God is preached. Yep. Someone said, you, you, you know, you need to keep yourself in the Word or keep the Word of God in you. Or Satan will keep the word of God out of you. Yeah. Many of us don't even spend time in the Bible. I mean, I tell our people this. I challenge them. Most of us have not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> iPhone. Alright. 
And uh, I think it was the 15th update of iPhone that they had, uh, what's that, let me just check, because I, I turned it on with my one. Um, there is what they call the, what's that setting here? Where you can track what you've been uh, doing most of the time. Huh? Not history, uh, I can't remember exactly what, uh, screen time. Screen time. In other words, you know, most of us have our phones here, most of us have, some of us have even, even our, our Bibles here. But it challenges us to look at our screen time, what you spend most. And, you, and we think that we will be faithful to God. We will know what God's will is, but not spend time in the Word. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we know much more about, you know, who gets married in the K-drama. Than, I mean, that's what I, my, I tell my young people. I don't know about you, but they have that kind of problem here. They know... You know, they, they would know what's the new Netflix K-drama. And someone already posted that there is an Australian K-drama festival this coming August. I'm like, well, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> I don't need to know that. But, uh, yeah. I've had my share of K-drama. I want to be honest with you, it's a waste. I was a young man, just like our young man's here. We were in love, but you know, those kind of hopeless, in love, hopeless love. Just, my father-in-law says, nah, you gotta wait. So we just indulge in what was fantasy like K-drama. It's a lovely, you know, love story and I wish my life is like <laughs> and to those of you who are old, you know that, that movie, Stairway to Heaven. You watched it. I cried many times. On that. I, nearly lost, I nearly lost my apprenticeship with that. Because we would watch, let's watch one more. Let's, rather, we watched 10 episodes in one night. <laughs> And then trying to go back to sleep and your mind's working. <laughs> and then you're late already and I'm like, well, I'll just call in sick. <laughs> so let's watch another 20 more. <laughs> Those were the days when we never thought about whether are we in the, in the center of God's will or not. But what, what do we spend time on? By the way, the more you, what, what, what you feed more, you strengthen more. You feed the flesh more, of course. You know, you become strong. I mean, physical food. You feed your thoughts with, with other things. Well, I don't know if that's going to help you spiritually. And we find that if you want to be out of, if you want to stay clean, in your life and know what sins are and know what God's will is, stay in the book. 
Yep. In Psalms 119 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to the word. Stay in the word. You will remember what God has done. You will remember what God can do. It's just a testimony of God. Again and again and again and again. And you will not forget. But for some reason, something happened to Elimelech that made him forget it. And made him sick. And made him lose vigor. And maybe that's because he forgot to spend time with the Lord. But another thing is how can we continue on uh, and, and remember the works of God? You keep on praising and praying and thanking Him. Our text this morning, sing unto the Lord. And it says, give thanks and remember the remembrance of His When we forget to praise God, when we forget to say, thank you, Lord. When we start to forget that and forget what God has done. Oh, you better be sure about this. You're in the verge of looking for an escape clause. Oh, yeah. Many people backslide. They look for an escape clause. Not because something, you know, it, it is just now. No, it's been boiling over for many years. Chilon and Malon have been old. How many famines would have they experienced? And I don't know whether they've settled it. Um, oftentimes, God would indicate it by having another child because they would name it something praiseworthy. Okay? They would, they would, it would show how their heart has changed, but nothing. Nothing. No change. And we understand, of course, their actions determine what was in their heart. Psalm 63, verse 3, Because thy loving kindness is better than mine, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee with, while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. I hope the, the output of our lips would be the same as the input in our mind. That is the word of God. Yeah. Praising, thanking, rejoicing. Lastly, how can I stay faithful in, in the center of God's will as young people, as married couple, as a church? Well, remember this. Being in the center of God's will, I want to remind you, look at the story. Being in the center of God's will does not exempt you from trouble. It doesn't exempt you from famine. It doesn't exempt you to go through a valley. It doesn't exempt you that sometimes you're alone doing the right thing. It doesn't exempt you that 
Maybe you will be persecuted for, for what you believe in. But stay in the center. 2 Timothy reminded us that we are in a perilous times. We are in the times like the judges where man did that which was right in their own eyes. In chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, Paul wrote to Timothy, he said in verse 12, Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's a trial. And when you're in trial, when you're in that famine, that's not the time to give up on God and, and lose faith. That's a time in, in, in which you call upon Him and say, God, You are my refuge. You are my strength. You are my strong tower. You are a very present help in time of trouble. That's why the psalmist can pen, and we know his testimony already, that he has gone through many trials, has gone through many, you know, many death, near-death experience. He has gone through illness. And he testified and wanted to thank God because God preserved his life. And that's why in the, in the wonderful uh, Psalm 23, we know that he finished, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He stayed in the will of God. He stayed where God wanted him to be. He knew there will be battles. But God will be there. Isaiah chapter 26, I want to encourage you, God wants you to be at peace. God wants to want you to know that whatever you go through, just stay in His will, because He will go through it with you. Thou will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Amen. No wonder a lot of us lose our mind because it stayed on something else or somewhere else. Yep. Because he trusted in thee, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting. I'm not sure whether Limelech was reminded about this, but I'm sure because he is already old, he makes his own decision. That's why we need to, it, it, it becomes a personal choice. Two more verses, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by, the, by thy name, thou art mine. By the way, this is how God is to his own. I know it is speaking about Israel. I know it is speaking about His people. But you are redeemed. You are a redeemed 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And this call, this is a wonderful uh, promise to us. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. My friend, I don't know what everybody's going through today. Maybe you have uh, some ailment. Maybe you are sick. Maybe you are going through some emotional uh, 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 trials. But let me tell you this. God's going through it with you. You just have to remember that. Oftentimes, we're forgetful people. That's why this morning, if we forget, we forget to say thank you. Because it's always correlated to in Psalms 37, the steps of a good man, verse 23, are ordered by the Lord. Now I'm sure God did not intend for Elimelech and Naomi to leave. But Pastor, then, uh, what's the story about Ruth? That's God saying, I will work all things together for you. But remember this, there was death. Elimelech did not see the wonderful work of God anymore. Shileon and Malam did not see what God can do. But Naomi, by God's grace, was able to see how we have a God of second chances. How we have a God who is merciful and graceful. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, the hardest thing for a pastor is to see these, you know, God's people step away from the will of God. The hardest thing is for pastors when they're, uh, uh, you know, um, trying to uh, counsel uh, young people and because they don't want to, you know, uh, submit to the authority and, and that they don't want to uh, understand that purity is important, then they go their own way. It's hard for a pastor to, to see couple whom they have uh, learned and maybe even married and, and have grown and had family and, and then they start to have an affair and they don't want to listen anymore and say, you know, you better stop that and, and work it out. And the family becomes broken. They don't want to stay in God's will. I want to remind you, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And the delight always, always comes back. I'm glad that if God walks before us, walks next to us, 
It's like in the, in, in the Israelites when they left Egypt, God was there as a pillar by cloud. See? A pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud. To guide them, to lead them. I'm glad that there is that upholding hand of God. Because he's still in control. Amen. But we have Amen. to submit to him. Yep. We have to yield ourselves to him and say, yep. God, help me to stay faithful, help me to stay praising, help me to stay in your midst. Don't let Satan have a hold. That one day, one day, a product will become the product that will lead you out of this. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful for this day, this evening. I pray for the people here in Mount Zion as they continue serving you. Lord, I pray that the root of, of, of any sin in their mind that you would deal, if there's any, the root of any discouragement, maybe uh, anything, doubts, would be settled here at the altar tonight. Lord, it is very important that we deal with it while it is still fresh. Before this root starts to grow. That one day. One day we're going to say. Rabbi. May you continue to help us Lord and challenge us. To make that commitment and make that decision. Before it's too late. In Jesus name. Continue to bow your head and close your eyes. This is a point in time where we need to respond to this um, whatever God is speaking to you tonight. We know that God is King. But the question tonight is He still a king in your heart. No one, no one can change the fact that our God is king. But as a matter of each person's heart tonight, is he still a king in your heart? You can honestly answer that question by yourself. But tonight, my friend, I invite you, whatever your answer is, you keep it. Whatever your answer is, speak to the Lord tonight. The altar is open. Come and speak what you have in your heart to the Lord. Are you going to confirm that tonight? Lord, in my heart, you still my king. Lord, let it be 
say that to them? Can you make it clear at the altar tonight? Can you make it clear to the Lord? We'll keep it there. At the time of the invitation, the altar is yours. Spanking Malam King, and that is spanking, perhaps Chilean King did not improve anything. Eliminate is gone. Seems like it's not going to finish yet. Malam Chilean are gone. What else? Why we wait that long? My friend, the Lord our God is a merciful God. He is just a prayer away. He is just a turning of your heart away. Then the blessing will come back to you. The former blessing, the former favor. We don't have to be named 
name, whatever it is, but Lord, in our heart, you are my King. And so is in everyone's heart tonight, in our church. Thank you, Father, for your word, and thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the surrenders that have been done. Thank you for the people that have come forward. And even though thank you for those people who are still in their views responding to the same challenge. And I pray, O God, that we will um, get out of this place, renewed and strengthened, get out of this place now with better resolve that, Lord, we will serve you by your grace and your grace alone. Thank you, Lord, for your victory tonight in our hands. Bless us, pour your blessing upon us, your protection, your favor, your um, loving favor, Lord, is what we need as we um, live day by day, and as we um, walk, Lord, um, this path of life, and I pray, Lord, that you will always be on our side, and you will always be um, your favor will always be upon us. And Lord, once again, we claim your blessing. And we continue to go and seek the face. And I pray, O oh God, that this victory that we have tonight and throughout this day um, will always be remembered that, Lord, you are ever merciful God. You are a God loves us so much. And thank you for um, the loving kindness that you have given to us. Thank you for your victory throughout this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And uh, let's uh, all stand and let's um, sing that final hymn.